Welcome back. Uh, today's video is going to be about polyamory. Um, polyamory or ethical non-monogamy, although we're about to learn that they're definitely not the same thing. And, and it's very important to understand that there's many different varieties of ethical non-monogamy uh, and, and to understand the nuances of each one. Uh, it's, it's, it's a repeating theme in, in the, the QT continuum, the, the, the uh, queer theory uh, handbook. Um, it's it's can be thought of as, as having the same appeal to this this crowd as as uh, games like Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon that have a lot of different options that can be collected. Um, that it, it, it's appealing to the same group of people, uh, but it's it's sexualized because it's aimed at adults. My November's been quite busy. Uh, at the very beginning of the month, I flew out to Denver, Colorado, uh, to attend the GenSpect conference, and um, the conference itself was, uh, I thought, really well put together, uh, packed with information, a uh, very diverse group of speakers, um, a lot of speakers that, that I was not familiar with, um, and a lot of uh, ideas and angles and, and ways of, of conceptualizing the problem that, that I don't think I would have uh, had the interest to stumble upon uh, on my own, which is why I went to the conference, was to, to um, get that exposure um, to what other minds working on the same problem um, had uh, been led to. So, uh, but ever since then, the uh, conference itself has been the subject of a controversy that people are calling AGP Gate. Um, and the reason is that there was an individual at the conference uh, named Phil Illy uh, who decided to attend, although he didn't have to, uh, the conference uh, in some form of, of blue uh, feminine or women's attire. You know, it, it looked like a bargain bin find to me, but apparently he, he knows where you can get it on Amazon. So that kind of suggests that it was, it was, um, well, I won't get into it. I, I, I could critique anything, um, but, but some things are rude. And so this individual, though, was wearing an outfit that is associated with women and associated with uh, younger women, especially um, given the style of it. And that raised some concern among people on the Internet. Um, who largely didn't attend the event. Um, and a lot of things were said. A lot of things have been said over the last few weeks. So it's uh, a lot of it went out on Twitter, a lot of it that went out on YouTube. Um, the, the controversy stemmed from a couple of facts, which uh, include that the book um, that, that this guy was, was hawking at the event um, it's called auto heterosexual, and you know, of course, now he's gotten lots of free publicity for it for for choosing to hijack the event for those purposes by uh, wearing his his branded outfit so that everybody knows to ask about the outfit or to otherwise allow him to steer the conversation back to his preferred topic of his fetishes, which he'd written a book about. And he, he gave us one, one view of the book that was kind of in line with the conference um, verbally. Uh, but if, if you go and actually look into the book, and I've gotten into this a little more on my Substack, but if you go look into the book, there is a, uh, there's a lot to be concerned about. Uh, it's, it's, there's, there's, it's, it's essentially not actually questioning the idea of gender identities um, at all or, or pediatric transition. And, it's 
making room under under the umbrella of this new framework that that he thinks he's 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 named now for you know what 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 other justifiers have attempted to call uh, minor attracted persons and it's concerning uh so so but that was not that was not what was highlighted in the discussions at the event um it was it was framed as a scientific look specifically at the phenomenon of autogynephilia um which i don't i don't believe is an accurate representation of the, of what was this ultimately in the book so uh, in any event, uh, some some people thought that I should have like chased him out of the conference. Some people thought that I should have just left in protest on my own. Um, many people were concerned that the book he brought were on was featured on the recommended books list uh, on the Genspect website. I believe I don't want to misquote, but uh, that that during her conversation, she went on on Benjamin Boyce with Kelly J. Keenan and. Um, discussed this incident, and I, I believe what she had said was that there were three people who recommended this book to her to be put in this area on, of the website, uh, and she respects them, but she, but she won't be taking the recommendations again. So, uh, And then in addition, they, they tweeted out a recommendation to check out the book. But yeah, so ever, ever since then, basically anybody that went to that conference has been accused of like secretly being a trans rights activist the whole time. Come on, you guys. The music was annoying, so I'm going to read this. A reminder that ethical non-monogamy and polyamory are not the same thing. Yes, polyamory is a type of ethical non-monogamy, but it's not the only type. So think of ethical non-monogamy like this big umbrella. And under that umbrella, you have polyamory, you also have open, you have monogamish, and you've got swinging, too. There are so many different ways to practice ethical non-monogamy. So if you're curious about it, but polyamory doesn't sound like what you're looking for, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Dear Diary, I tried the app Monogamish today, and I'm really hopeful. It has something for everyone under the non-monogamy umbrella, and... It's really fucking inclusive. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon! And that makes me excited. And setting up my profile was really fun and simple. And while it's in beta testing, I know that it's going to really grow if we all hop on it. Maybe I'll meet my next partner that way. In polyamory, there's a sort of uh, Katamari Damashi effect of uh, partners. If you're unfamiliar with that game, the premise was that you just kind of rolled something and that would that would accrue other things and it would get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually it would collapse into a star and that was the goal is that you're trying to make more stars. So imagine that, but but with like possible romantic partners. Eventually the polycule grows to such a, a magnitude that your flow of fresh partners is is uh, maximized in, in terms of per unit time. Um, and, and you have this, this f sense of, of like a limitless pool of uh, additional partners who, who won't threaten the initial relationship because the, the larger goal here is to avoid abandonment, avoid the difficult feelings of a breakup, uh, and, and to not, not uh, feel like you will lose someone because they fell for someone else. This is a way of avoiding that sort of rejection. Uh, now, of course, if you ask anyone in polyamory uh, whether they're doing this to avoid a breakup, they'll of course say no because, you know, we all 
like you go through breakups even if you're you're polyamorous and then you talk about that with your other partners and it's a whole thing um but but the initial draw the 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 bait is is that um, the capacity to avoid rejection even if your partner develops feelings for someone else like that's that's the underlying point allowing people to stay together even if one of the partners develops feelings for a third party um and and so that's that's the marketing gimmick even though once you're in it yeah there's a lot of heartbreak it does it doesn't have like a, a force multiplier effect of heartbreak because breakups are quite common within polyamory um but at, at the same time you know the world is your oyster and so you can you can hop right back on that horse without waiting too long or 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 deconstructing and, and healing from the emotional wound of that rejection and that heartbreak uh, you never really get a chance to get your bearings when when you have like nine different relationships going at any given time. Um, you're always trying to to play catch up emotionally, which is what the manipulators and the polycule want. When you're struggling because your partner's on a date with someone else, tip one, spend time with your good friends or doing something else you enjoy. Tip two, find a way to really feel their love for you. For example, imagine them there embracing you. Tip three, embrace the discomfort. Life is not about avoiding pain. It's about choosing pain that's meaningful to you. If your love is strong, it gets easier with time. Take it from me. So you can get a sense quite easily that for her, um, relationships are painful. Any kind of relationship is pain. Uh, you, you can kind of infer that perhaps she had a difficult upbringing uh, and may have also encountered other abusers in the past. Uh, the alternative is that she is grooming other people to accept abuse from her and that's why why she's framing it in this way um but it, it's, it's hard to say in my experience though it's usually the men that are doing that but you know i don't want to i don't want to underestimate women so but but it just seems like she's getting the short end of the stick uh from her crying eyes uh, so i imagine that she's the one that's, that's trying to like cope with the fact that well you know i would be in just as much pain if i was uh in a, in a single relationship uh, and she may appreciate the fact that she gets left alone. That might be part of the deal for her. Uh, but there's a, a, a real a element of this that's about allowing your partner to hurt you and then to provide so-called aftercare, some sort of like way of making you feel better afterwards. Um, and that, of course, mirrors the cycle of abuse uh, where you have a person who is um, being uh, harmed uh, and then is being uh, love-bombed and otherwise uh, uh, made to feel better uh, to keep them trapped in this cycle. Um, that's called the honeymoon. The, this woman is apparently in a situation where she's regularly being left alone and it's causing some very painful feelings for her. And she's trying to manage those painful feelings in a way that doesn't require acting on them, such as by leaving a relationship that's making her unhappy because of how painful it is. Even though seeing your partner date others can trigger intense feelings, like anger, anxiety, and fear of abandonment. What a lot of people don't realize is that through processing those feelings, you actually can build an even stronger sense of safety and connection with you, in yourself and your partner than if you'd never felt unsafe to begin with. This is emotional and situational sadomasochism, and now that she's pregnant, the stakes are much higher. This next clip was part of a live... But as far as me liking one of them more than the other, no, that's not how it is. And I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The dreams are 
much I'm dying You're the best I've ever had So like what are you, So like what are you doing To like build a separate connection with her Like are you taking her out Just like y'all too Like are you giving her like that individual time That she needs Because you do have to understand That this is a poly relationship I find it hard to tell you I find it hard to take When people run in circles It's a very very these are two like totally different women, two totally different personalities. You have to be, you have to tread light with that. So, you know, are you like making an effort to give her like her separate space, her separate time so that y'all can build on that? Right. Yes. We spend quality time, but it's not, it's not a time where it's not structured out like, okay, see relationships, it's how you structure and wish your game plan, right? Mad world. If you go into a relationship, if I go into this relationship, I'm like, you know what? I have to take you away from everything and me and you just focus on us because I have to do that, then that's how it have to be. But if I say, okay, enough, me and her can just cuddle in bed and spend an extra, let's say in the morning we get up, she can get out of the bed and me and her, I like, I'm staying in the bed. Let's say, let's sit here and talk in the morning. What you dream about? Just spending that extra 30 minutes to an hour in the bed is enough time. It's enough slices. So yeah, sometimes we might do something alone or whatever, but it's not like a structure where it's like, oh, I have to go just spend time with you. You don't have to build a connection like that. What builds a connection is history. The sunk cost fallacy, the strong natural fear of losing what we already own and the tendency of our brain to treasure all the things we possess. A more famous example of the fallacy is the Concorde, the supersonic passenger plane. Building the aircraft proved to be very difficult and expensive, but instead of shutting down the project, the British and French governments continued funding it, even though they knew the aircraft would not have any economic benefit. They argued that they had invested too much to give up. It's a seniority system. It doesn't matter what individual experiences they've had with this guy who's running the show. It's about how long have you been around uh, and been putting your time to, to, I guess, level up in some way. Um, even even if he never looked in your direction more than a couple times. If, if, you've, if you've been waiting around long enough, if you've sunk enough cost into to maybe getting into his inner circle, you win. Lucky you. Um, so, so you you can see how how a young woman might be um, manipulated uh, into feeling like this is a safer situation because it's, there's very clear expectation of how I can expect to to cement my myself and and continue to be picked in, in essence uh, to be continue to be chosen by this person. So it's it's about telling them you know it doesn't doesn't really matter anything about like how you act uh, or how you look. Uh, and it's 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 not something where where you need to do anything in particular, you know, just keep showing up. And so if somebody has very low self-esteem, low self-worth, they were, will think that that sounds like a good deal. Like that sounds safer than than going for somebody that, that um, has a more uh, normal expectation surrounding relationships. You are in separate relationships. No, I'm in one relationship. It's not, it's oh, not separate. separate women. 
No, it's not separate. It's not separate. It's not like I'm in a relationship with her and I'm in a relationship with her. No, they we all together. Like it's not separate. All right. Would you add a third? If I would, it wouldn't be no time soon, and it would have to be literally. A, she would have to be perfect, like to the T. But it's not no rush or nothing like that. If we was to, I'm not. It's not even like a thought right now, to be honest. So he's letting them know, you know, I'm going to add other people to this arrangement. Uh, if I meet somebody and they're better than you, if they're literally perfect, or at least as good as you, if he's told them that they're perfect, but you'll see later that uh, he he doesn't say that he picked them because they're perfect, um, but he did pick them out of some quality that they have. So so they get to, to wonder when he's going to add the third wife uh, to this arrangement. And um, their only hope is to cement their seniority uh, by putting in their hours now. That's That's the only edge that they'll ever have against that future perfect uh, serendipitous meeting that he'll uh, potentially have with a woman that will change everything for them. Me, because I know, like, we women and women are, like, so emotional, like, and it's hard for us to, like, hide how we feel, but it's just, you know, I just want to make sure that you're taking care of both of them, like, even from, like, an emotional standpoint. That's, that's baby, yeah, but, and that's why I tell guys, it's like, if you're not the right man, don't try this because that that right there alone is that women are so emotional. You got to know if you're not, if you have mastered yourself as a man, there's no way you can handle one female and her emotions and shit. Imagine two of them. You're going to have a house full of chaos and drama and bullshit. Like, so it's a lot to it, but. That's, that's quite a regressive attitude he has towards women. Very condescending and paternalistic, chauvinistic attitude. Uh, towards the women in his life uh so you you see how um by being in this relationship it's it's going to gradually wear down on on your sense of self-worth as a woman especially if he's he's already uh going out and and picking out women that have a low self-worth bringing them into this arrangement and then giving them these negative ideas about themselves while behaving in ways that keep them emotionally dysregulated that keep them feeling unsafe that keep them feeling discombobulated imperfect unworthy and and otherwise to keep them around because that's his ultimate goal is to keep them around he wants a harem and so it's it's uh just all of it shows how much the whole mythology of polyamory is about enabling abusers to take advantage of young women especially who are um, not as sure of themselves and to give them a raw deal that they'll be more hurt by in the long run because they may end up pregnant and with children as a result of this relationship. And now they are tied to somebody who is an abuser, who is a manipulator, who is uh, psychologically controlling, uh, and who otherwise has a lot of negative qualities and will be very distracted uh, when it comes time to parent. So are you two really pregnant? No. They scam me on a dark we, web. I bought false, pre- false positive pregnancy tests. Just shit. And if y'all missed this. He was in tears. I felt bad. Yeah. He was in tears. I, I didn't even know you were crying. It was a tear, right? It was a tear. Was I wasn't one crying. Tear. It was That's one tear. For all my dead laughing. homies, right? For all my dead homies, it was one tear. No, actually, it messed me up. Cause they, y'all was, y'all was over here making faces like y'all was about to cry. And I'm like, don't tell me I should say y'all pregnant. Don't tell me. And then she turned around and said, I'm like, oh, it's like somebody shot me in my chest. They both pregnant at the same time? That shit crazy. So he's happily messing around with multiple young women at the same time, 
uh, who could all fall pregnant at the same time, uh, assuming he's not perfectly careful. And even if he is, they could anyway, because uh, there's always the possibility of um, a failure when you're using a method of birth control. And so he, he is not ready for that possibility. He's, he's gambling. They're the ones who are going to have to deal with the problem if it arises in their body. They're the ones who are going to have to now potentially face the, the real situation where if they get pregnant and, and he's not ready, what's, what's going to happen? It's, it's all fun and games until it's not a drug pregnancy test and it's actually real. What's going to happen? Well, you you better watch it, my G, because words got power. They might both be pregnant next month, so you might, you know, you might want to be careful. They're here playing. They're really pregnant. See, there's an example of our connection. That was us bonding, was you know? Well, let me know. No, no, you missed What What's the bond here? They're bonding over how funny it is that he's completely unprepared to deal with the possibility that he will cause this medical situation to arise in multiple women at the same time. Ha, then where would we be? Ha, ha, get it. Does this feel like a safe situation for anybody? Well, y'all look, y'all look happy. Y'all look healthy. Like, you know, um, the only thing that I would like suggest is like some couple therapy just to kind of like work through like those underlying issues. But other than that, like, what I'm, underlying issues? I'm a therapist, baby. I'm a therapist. <laughs> when something ain't right, I shut the house down. Everything shut off. We sitting over here on the couch, we're gonna sip us a little wine, you know, talk about life, what's going on with you. And we're gonna find a solution. This house is solution-based. If y'all start stop if y'all start arguing in relationships and stop worrying about the problems and worry about the solution, y'all life would be easy. So this polycule is organized around a guru who has all of the answers to all of your relationship problems. And so if you have low self-esteem, Low self-worth, fear abandonment. It seems like a good deal. It seems like this is extra safe. And he's going to be my therapist too? Oh, well. Wow. Amazing. And he has low expectations of me. Fantastic. Uh, you know, so it's it's something where it is, it is really set up for uh, an exploitive dynamic to unfold. They have unrealistic ideas about relationships and are willing to give a lot of their control over to this individual who is positioning himself as being an authority figure over them. Now we're covered up because we're hiding bruises on our arms. Who said that? Abusive. So I'll be trying not to interrupt these people that are guests and they be trying to talk about, oh, we being abused, we're hiding bruises. What bruises do you guys see anywhere? Literally no bruises. I wish he would bruise me. Um, I just have a few questions. Um, like, for the ladies, like, do y'all work? So we have multiple companies. So we do a consulting company and a fitness company, and we all work together on the companies. But like, as far as like a nine to five outside of our household, no. Ah, so he controls the money too, it sounds like. Do you think that um, they have employee status at the, in these companies? Do you think they have co-owner status or do you think they have just trust me bro status and they're in for a rude awakening uh, if he ever sees a, a windfall coming and decides to jettison one or both of them so that he can keep it for himself? No. Um, how old are y'all? Uh, we're all in our 20s. Okay. Okay. 
it seems pretty obvious to me that the dude and D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are on different ends of their 20s than the woman in the back. So I, I don't know if this creates a sort of camaraderie between them uh, that obscures the, the power differential here. And how did you meet the the girl in the back? How did he meet her? He met me when I was at work. So you quit your job and came to the relationship? Yep. <laughs> wow, like, can you kind of elaborate on what, like, you elaborate on what like yeah like can you elaborate on what like like made you like quit your job because this is like it's not extreme in a sense but it's kind of extreme in a sense so it's like what made you make the decision to like quit your job and decide to have that job forever like it sounds like she's repeating what he told her in order to manipulate her into quitting her job and coming to work for him and live in this little little uh, cult compound and and uh, work on their their businesses. That was like a a little nine to five, and I'm not gonna work a nine to five all my life. Like the plan was to just work for a limited time, anyways. And I quit it because I was willing to do that and with him, you know. And um, like we work together, so it's like. Why, why do I need to do that, you know? This is how women learn the hard way what happens when you do not protect your own financial interests when engaging in any relationship with a man or any relationship where kids might be involved at some point or any relationship where you are making an economic sacrifice in order to better the situation of the relationship, which is uh, has interests that are not your interests. Your interests must always be considered independent of any relationship and of any attachment object. And that's a really, really tough lesson for women to learn. And a lot of women have to learn it the hard way. All these things conspired to keep women stuck in these kinds of situations that they, they entered into, uh, feeling like they can trust this guy only to learn the hard way that they can't, that he was only thinking about himself and his own interests. And his interest was to have a harem and it didn't matter who was in it. And you know, the thing is, is like, even with both of them girls, they didn't know they was about to be in a poly relationship. It was like, I built a, re like, when I, okay, when I was with the other girl or whatever, and I was in a poly relationship, because she entered a poly, into a poly relationship with me, um, I had started talking to her, and me and her started getting a connection together, and then I was like, hey, look, this is how, what I got going on in my life, this is how I want my life to operate, I like you, if you want to be a part of it, you're more than welcome, I want you to meet the girl, and broke everything down, put everything on the table, was honest about everything. So he intentionally goes out cruising, trying to pick up women, massages them until they catch feels, um, feelings, if you're, if you're outside of the lingo. Uh, catching feelings means you develop a romantic attachment. And then he manipulates that. Uh, that's when everything comes out on the table. And at that point, you know, they're, they're negotiating because he's, he's already established um, a, a link with these women before they knew the full situation intentionally. And then at that point, he, uh, instead of being up front with them and saying, this is my situation, he hides that from them until they get attached. And then they have to choose between breaking off the attachment and dealing with the emotional pain of that uh, or softening their boundaries while he love bombs them 
actively. And you can see from his word choice, it really doesn't matter who's in the harem. I want you to meet the girl, the interchangeable girl. And she was like, you know what? Like, okay, maybe I could try it. Let me talk to the girl. They talked and they hit off and she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to try it. Why not? Same thing as far as princess. It was like, when I met her, she felt like this crazy connect. I, we both felt like a crazy ass connection, like fast. And it was like, you know, took her out and me and her went out. And it was like, I was kind of just putting everything out there. Like, listen, I like you, but I come with a lot. She's like, what that mean? I'm like, listen, I might scare you off, but I come with a lot. And she was like, well, I like you. So just let me know what it is. I'm like, well, listen, I'm like, well, would you be willing to ever have a threesome? I just was trying to see how she would react, you know? And she was like, um, <laughs> And this is how young, naive women get groomed and get sucked into these kind of situations that are not in their interests. You genuinely just have a, had a connection with her. And like what she came with or what she didn't come with really wasn't a, a factor in the decision making is what it sounds like. You know what a person is. You know how a person is when you meet them. Like you don't have to know a person for, for a long time to know that this person is never going to be what you're looking for. Like you just kind of know the way she carried herself, the way she was walking, the way she was talking, how proper she was being. It was like, oh, yeah. OK, this is somebody I need to take out. This is somebody I need to sit down and, and just pick her brain and see where she at. So she came already equipped, ready for the type of person I was looking for. But I wasn't, she not, you know, she's not going to be perfect because she don't know the things that I want in my life. But she for sure brought a lot of fucking shit with her arsenal. Like she, she came equipped for sure. For sure. And so I remember earlier in the video, he said that he was going to only add another person if they were perfect. And now he's clarifying the, the two he has now are definitely not perfect. And further, his definition of perfection is about the extent to which their goals and aspirations are aligning with his, because he's the shot caller. He's, he's the person in charge. Uh, and so he's, he's kind of putting them on notice. If I find someone better than you, I will bring them on board and it will be my decision. And it will be because they're a better fit than you. So he's, he's sending them the message that if they want to be uh, picked in the future by him, continue to be picked. Uh, they need to align their uh, goals, dreams, expectations, boundaries to him. But there, there's not a reciprocity there. It's it's very hierarchical. Yeah. And I'm very picky. Like, I don't just bring anybody. It's not about, like, a lot of people be talking about looks and shit. Like, looks is cool. I want somebody to look good, obviously. But I will most definitely settle for a lower one out of ten. Not one out of ten, but, like, a lower number on the scale out of one out of ten before I settle for a 10 with an attitude. I'm not dealing with that shit. Uh, if you like what you see, there's many ways to support me. Uh, you can support me on a, a one-time or recurring basis. Uh, the options are in the link tree. Any help is appreciated. Um, and uh, I try to post uh, at least weekly. Uh, this past month, I've been I've been a little light on it uh, for various reasons, including AGP gate that took a toll on me, but also just some planned travel and some personal circumstances. I look forward to uh, spending more time um, with you guys. All right. Take care.